to do your makeup? Mm. Perfect. I'm glad you're taking this serious. Hello. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck you, man. We, we don't actually have any show notes to go off we this time. We didn't last time. I had a few. Did you? Touch back on yet. Oh, you've got to write them down. But I we have, I've got towed in. That's all I've got. Mm. It's all right. We'll just be positive this episode. Yeah, we can break the bad news that Sam Hill was out with injury. All right. Are you good, Sam? We're rolling, boys. We're recording. All right. Welcome back viewers, another episode towed in here with my man Eddie Masters on site in Val du Sol, the Valley of the Sun. We're going to be positive this week guys, we've copped some criticism for not being positive enough, so... Did we? A little bit, a little bit, not, <laughs> not, not a heap, but a few people who didn't like some stuff, so we're coming in happy. First story of the week, this is actually not a happy story though, this is, this is opposite, this is sad. Like, we're going to start with sad and then we're going to work our way okay, into happy, okay. okay? The man, the myth, the legend, Sam Hill. Yes, I was very excited for the return of Jesus on a bike. Um, he was rising. He was looking good. And he was rising. Uh, like, I mean, I guess this show, we've got to talk about Leo Gang. And it was really cool to see Sam qualify in Leo Gang. Um, and I think it was just like the beginning of an upward trajectory for, um, well, the slow rise of Jesus. I felt it. And then coming to Valdezol mm. with the infamous Sam Hill laid down that yeah. World Champs run. I was like, That's, it's, it was coming. And um, I mean, when did he do it? 2008 was the iconic yeah. uh, World Champs. Almost won Look third at place. The time. Yeah, yeah. Look at the time. <laughs> yeah, Pretty yeah. sure that's where it was birthed. The blowing up, blowing up rear shock and wash out on the last corner. Yeah. Um, you can actually see it from here. But also with the weather looking a little bit dicey coming into this weekend, um, I have to say it could have been, could have, would have, should have, could have done some crazy stuff. Mm. Valdisol in the wet with flat pedals. Mm. That's a that's a recipe. Because I think the first two tracks don't quite suit Sam's style um, of being you foot know out, a, flat out. foot out flat out or like choice. a rider's a rider's rider so um, I think Val de Sol might have could have been his one but so like get well get well soon Sam so for anyone wondering he went to Innsbruck to race the crankworks not sure exactly how he crashed or how it happened but I'm sure he broke a bone in his foot yeah he, I, I saw a picture and he was in the um, he was in the airport in a wheelchair with his leg in a cast, so... Yeah, so mm. get well, Sam. Thoughts and prayers are with you, but that's the start off. Mm. Positive note we're going to go into. Track here in Val we've just walked it today, and it's looking good. They've definitely listened to everyone when they said last year it was absolutely destroyed, and they've brought in about 12 metric tonnes of dirt to just kind of massage it, it, massage it back to, to health. I haven't actually seen it yet, but do you think that the... Um do you think that it'll hold up? Yeah. 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 They've, they've planted some uh, buffalo grass in the dirt <laughs> and you can see it's really just, it's, it's, it's blind. The binding it's, agent is working. The binding agent is there and it's holding it together. So I think we're good. I think they put it before the winter. They actually mm. smart and didn't do it the week before. So I think it's going to hold up. And it's kind of nice coming here and knowing if it does rain, which it's apparently supposed to, that the tr you can still get down. Mm. It's going to be all good. Where last year if it rained, yeah, go home. Well, it was 2019 when it rained in biblical fashion. No, 18, before, 18. Yeah, before yeah. qualies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, rain you would 
Yeah. Yeah. I remember being in the <laughs> serious rain, and you couldn't even talk to the person next to you because the like the sound of the rain on mm. the tin, and yeah, a lot of people didn't really. I remember um, catching my seat, or like blowing both feet, catching my seat, and then ripping I... my um, pants like. Stripper pants? Just in half. It actually happened 19 as well. It happened 18 and 19 before quality. Mm. One had happened before anyone started. I'm pretty sure that was 19. And 18 had happened halfway through the field. Because I remember Jack Moyer was racing and he was in the start gate and he couldn't even like see the first corner because it was absolutely pissing down that much. So yeah, it's not the one mm. you wanted to rain down just before quality. And that seems like a, a bit of a trend lately. Because mm. that's what happened at, at Leo Gang. But as a media guy, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to some um, spicy weather because it definitely makes <laughs> it adds to it. Um, it makes the job a little bit more exciting, especially these days when everyone's so dialed on track. Um, a few bananas out there definitely <laughs> make it a bit more interesting. Because I everyone. saw you rode up on the KTM and had it like was that a little bit intel you were telling the riders when you went up before quali? We're just letting everyone know that it's not going to be good. Nah, I, um, one of the photographers wanted to get up because uh, he just thought that it would be an amazing shot getting the first straight if, if it was raining. Mm. And uh, I had access to a motorbike, so I said I'd run him up the hill. And then um, just hung out at the top and got to chat with the guys <laughs> before they dropped before in. Before we went into hell, <clears throat> yeah. Mm. But there was some definitely some good Edball Media House moments that you captured. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was keen to get out in the most exposed areas of track as soon as the riders started coming down because yeah, you just <laughs> you want to get those clickbait crashes. Who who looked the best and who looked the worst in your opinion? Uh, hard to say really. It's just like when it's wet like that, you survive. You'll yeah, be, yeah, yeah. And like you can't see speed. No, like you, it's just it looks everyone's everyone's <laughs> you can't see speed yeah true well half a second through a section it's like you can't visibly see that in the dry and in the wet but like some guys make it look a lot easier than others mm. um all right and touching on you don't have much of a voice <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna dive into that the route what is it track three or the third track <laughs> track track three what, is it, what do you call stage three of the yeah. EWS and Canazé, no, no, uh, EDR, EDR, <laughs> EDR, sorry, at Valdefassa, yeah, was held on the weekend, and the climb actually did your voice as well. Yeah, it was physical for the spectators and the riders. Um, Some say more for the spectators, because mm. uh, Max's voice sounds pretty good at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I was um, being very vocal with my support uh, for certain people. Um, so the Kiwis definitely got the um, extra, the gold standard treatment up the climb where I chased them up the climb and then chased them along the flat, um, which, I mean, it paid off. We had second in the stage, fourth in the stage, littered the top 10, yeah, so. You should have, like we were saying, you should have put a split time from the climb. Yeah, it would have been super interesting. It was actually the most exciting part of the day for me was the climb because, you know, riders were catching other riders, um, Richie, Richie Rude like almost caught uh, Reese Werner because Reese had crashed higher up. But you could just see how much motivation when someone could see when the rider see in the front. Dust, yeah. It made it, it like transformed it. He was a little carrot. Um, Jesse was catching poor Dan Booker on flats, and yeah, it's just like dangling the carrot. Eh? <laughs> That's disheartening to be caught in a race, especially <laughs> when you haven't crashed. And the other surprising thing for me was. Um, in the women's 
you know, on a climb that's so steep, a 30 second gap only equates to about 100 meters of track. Mm. <laughs> so you've just got like, so you know, one rider, one the top. rider, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was really, it was actually really exciting as a spectator. Just for the climb? Yeah, just it was, you know, there was a lot going on. Who won the climb in your opinion? Uh, hands down, Richie. He just, when everyone was kind of spinning, he was grinding. Mm. Um, and if I had to pick a top five, I'd probably go Richie, Jesse or Wax, uh, Jack Menzies, and this little French dude who rides for Cube, Nathan Sicondi. Um, yeah, powder weight, I reckon, for him was the make or break. He was just like, in this movie. Another one, who was making the most noise? Um, who was putting out the most horsepower? Maybe Alex Rideau, he's the French guy. Um, he's also, also on flat pedals, <laughs> and he was breathing pretty hard. And the interesting thing was, um, Wax, Jack Moyer, Mm, someone else. They were locking their, they locked out their shocks at the bottom of the climb and then manually unlocked it at the top. So how, ben like how, because you obviously know, how beneficial and hard do you think that would be obviously, because there's a little bit of a straight before it that you could do. Yeah, easy to unlock, but really hard to, I mean, easy to lock, but to really hard to unlock when you're fully fatigued. When you're gassed as well. <laughs> yeah. Just leave it locked out. Yeah. Um, Have you done that before in a race? Uh, no. Never? <laughs> no, nah, never tried. Have you ever run a lockout before? Uh, sometimes I forget to unlock my shock at the top and then, um, not on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Because when we raced World Champs in Cairns, I put a lockout on and I just thought I'd use it for the bottom. I used it like three times in my run. Because hmm. obviously that track's pretty flat. I used it after the, through the top jump because it wasn't fully locked out. It was... How, what kind of lockout system did you use? Like how did it work? Just like on a wire, it just like pulled the lever on mm. the shot. And you had a lever. I just had like a, like a dropper post kind of yeah. lever. So, I did so you that. did it on your, you weren't reaching down. No, 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 yeah. no. This was like, but then I kept it on my bike and when I raced back in Oz, I'd use it all the time. I kind of want to put another one on my bike because I think somewhere like Leo Gang or something, you could mm. definitely see the benefits of using it. And then if you know this, like Enduro, you don't have the novelty as much of knowing the stage or the, the track. Mm. perfectly like you do with downhill mm. so it means you know sometimes you're, you're you're kind of riding a bit more unknown whereas downhill you know every exactly single rock and if you don't know every single rock and what corners coming up then you've gone seriously wrong mm. <laughs> yeah this is very true uh so it means you like just like you do with uh, planning your, planning your gear changes and stuff you there's i think there's it's like what Locke's doing with his bike he's definitely got some sorcery going on in there mm. Have you seen as well, what is your opinion on this? Because I've seen a few people that do it, the old gear change in the air. Reese Wilson has been someone that's been pioneering it. I think Loris might have done it. Someone did it the other day at Leo Gang. I, I, saw I, do, it so, I do it sometimes. Someone did it jumping into the woods at Leo Gang. Mm. They jumped in and did like a pedal, like change down. I was like, that's... But then it's like st strategic in the sense that they probably don't feel comfortable getting a pedal stroke in for the next section of track until they need to be in that gear. So mm. like, they're just doing it. They're like preempting mm. the gear that they want to be in, but it's probably way further down the track. Mm. And that's when I've done it. Do you think about gear changing when you're riding in Jiro track? No. You just see how you feel? Just, just go off feel. And if anything, I'll, 
if I'm going to be pedaling, I'll probably pedal in a slightly lighter gear than you would to like do an all-out sprint because yeah. especially over uneven terrain, um, you just want to be able to like get the cadence going. Get going, yeah. yeah. What about downhill though? It'd be more because you can kind of fine-tune it. You do it more in downhill. Yeah, fine-tune it more in downhill, and then uh, you know if you, I think if there's surely there's like a speed where if you're going above that tuck, don't pedal. Yeah, if you're not if yeah. you're not pushing anything really hard, mm. it's probably better to be aero than it is to like smash the pedals. Well, I feel like the motorway on Leo Gang, everyone stopped pedaling because Gwyn won without a chain. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as he did that, everyone's mm. like, "Don't pedal!" Like, why would you? Which, yeah. Which, but he had like Maradona had the hand of God. Uh, <laughs> Gwyn might have had the breath of God because I remember that day it was quite windy. Oh, you reckon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, he's things, a religious man. Well, things might have just gone a bit uh, more calm. The track parted, <laughs> the wind came, <laughs> yeah. pushed him home. Like the Red Sea. Like the Red Sea. Um, the other positive things, Wado, what, what, what have you got for some positivity for the fans? Uh, I just really enjoyed watching people like do the gangster scrubs on the motorway. You're into it? <laughs> yeah, because uh, the speed that everyone's going these days, it, you, they really like needed to scrub. Mm. And um, you definitely can tell who can do it well and who can't. Yeah. Because um, you've, you've got to, it's such a, that's probably a minute of track. Mm. So you've got to catch downside mm. on all those jumps, I think. Otherwise. Who, was, was Jackson the fastest on that section? Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Jackson was the fastest mm. in those middles. And it's funny because he'd weigh one of, one of the lightest riders out of everyone. And would you say light is? Not better in that situation, but it was, apparently. Small? Yeah, away. Small would Tuck, help? Tucked away. Mm. Um, light, for sure. Because it's like someone like Andy, because he pulled time, a heap of time back at the bottom. And he was still fast on that, but I thought he would be like, cause just because he's built so big. Something's eating me. Flies. <laughs> um... Yeah, I won't, yeah. Were you surprised by, because I remember you said in the pre, like Andy's gonna come out swinging, which he did, mm. and got the win. You pretty much nailed the podium. <laughs> like you nailed the women's, <laughs> and you got pretty much all the men's right, just not in the right order. Uh, no, nah, well, that's why I said it, you just, know? <laughs> is there no fantasy league anymore? Nah, oh. Pink Bike killed the fantasy league. You could have been leading right now. Yeah, I, was actually I could have won it. a dropper post or something. Man, <laughs> bring back Fantasy League. Leave in the comments how badly you want Fantasy League and tag Pink Bike. Yeah, or leave your top three for this race and Dean might give you a, a prize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave it in the comments. Leave your comments. What, leave your men's and women's three. top three. Do you want to do the top? Well, because we've got, we actually have a guest lined up today. Yeah, whether, yeah, we whether, do. Whether we have a real treat. Whether, well, we'll actually we'll hold off. We'll let the people wait until. Uh, okay, we'll if I'm in, in the title anyway, so they'll know, but we'll just hold off there. Well, um... What do we talk about before he gets here? No, nah, let's talk about, uh, like, apart from the podium, what were your standouts for Leo Gang? And, yeah. Standouts for Leo Gang? It could be for, like, how they're riding on track, or... I'm trying to think who was really standing out. I can start. I was here really impressed with Phil Atwell. <laughs> he was killing it, but then it was so he was like unlucky not to survive the semi-final cut. Because mm. it's a hard thing, man. Yeah, yeah it's not. That's a you got to do a full-blown race run 
for that. And there's nothing. Like, what surprised me was how small the gaps were in time hmm. between everyone. Bernie um, actually had a really interesting point that he was, because he's been on the podium in Leo Gang before, and he was in 26th place in the semi final, closer to first than he was when he was on the podium. <laughs> Which was pretty mental. There you go. Mm. Three, sec- three seconds back in 26 or something. That's insane. My, and, my standout, sorry, I've, I've thought of someone, Ronan Dunn. I know we always talk about him, but he looked mm. like he had a run where he wasn't out of control. He was actually consistent and clean, which we love to see. He took his out of control run to the incident the week after in Morzine. Yeah, he's kind of becoming... <laughs> he's, a, he's a cult hero. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's real downhill. But yeah. him, I liked... Because you know there was absolutely no line choice really in the bottom mm. woods. It was like hit the main line as fast as you can but Jackson did one line which I was like oh that's good where he like set up and jumped into a little bomb hole right mm. near the bottom before he jumped over like a creek and I saw that and I was like that's like that's smart mm. to get the downside because everyone else was brake checking and he nailed that so I remember seeing that little thing I thought that was really cool uh, another thing was talking to like Dylan Levesque talk like seeing what Troy said and seeing what Benoit Collins they all said they had but runs they thought would have been like podium runs and they were outside the top 10. Mm. So it's like interesting to see riders say they're going that hard. And these are guys that have been on podiums and have won races. And then to see that and their fastest is not quite even there at the moment, which is and scary. Jordan Williams didn't quite back up the previous mm. week. Do you think that's just pressure though? I we're, think wearing the leader's jersey. I think it's like a winner's hangover movie. Yeah. Or like the there's such thing as like the Sports Illustrated curse mm. where I think they put like the number one draft pick or something kind of Sports Illustrated and then they never seem to mm. uh, overhype kind yeah, of yeah 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 and but I mean he won the, ra- the race where, where did he end up 13th I think yeah so it's like and then what? what's the time gap as well <laughs> yeah, like oh, yeah, one second yeah, back <laughs> yeah but you're just expecting but it's crazy if he came out and got 13th at Lenzerheide and then 13th at Leo Gang everyone would be like that's a really good start Mm. Is only but it's because you when you win you like this. <laughs> yeah. Once you get to the top, hey, it's kind of like you only go backwards, and people are very like critical then as well. Mm. I would pick him because we're on the topic of mm. Jordan Williams. I would pick him to be right up there this weekend because last year, well, he's probably sobered up. He's, an, he's, he's got an IV drip that has gone. Not in. like he's been drinking, but like if we're going to use the hangover as yeah, a yeah, yeah. Um, analogy, he's then he's probably the sobered up, sobered up after Linzerhide. And oh, I thought we had a guest. <laughs> yeah. You can come through. You can yeah, yeah. go. You can go if you want. This is this. Um, so last year he was flying. Mm. Uh, I know it rained before men's finals. Um, or during men's finals mm. here, but I think he still had the fastest time by four seconds like, of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there was weather involved, but he was seriously flying. Mm. And Jackson Goldstone was also on a similar mm. pace. Um, and I remember watching them when I was just like cruising the B zone looking for lines, and like as you do. Mm. And I was like kind of dejected by the track because it was so rough and I was kind of over it because we'd just been racing on the trot for so long that I was like, I don't actually, I, like, I felt like I'd already given up before I'd even started. Yeah. Um, but I was like, those young guys are just like getting on with it. And if you can just 
like regard get on with it <laughs> yeah, yeah you know get on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they're yeah. just like yeah. they're just like getting on with it and making it work and they were like they really were making it work and i was like oh, but you also gotta i was like i need a bit of that you also gotta think this is like their first battle yeah yeah song. yeah i remember my first battle song man mm. i was so and didn't you pumped. win here yeah that, that was second year first year i broke my wrist actually so mm. that wasn't that good but second year yeah, as a junior. Yeah. It's me, Freestyle Phil, and Luca Shaw on the podium. <laughs> yeah. All by 0.1 of a second. I actually, tangenting, but this is what these things are for. Yeah. Um, listened to a podcast with Luca, and he was saying how he got on the podium here um, and specialised, like they had the demo, but they said uh, that he had to ride the status. Mm, <laughs> and I he, and he, raced, he raced the status here with a quick release rear wheel. <laughs> Like you don't even get a um, <laughs> through axle. Yeah, I remember him and Walker were on that little mm. little team together. Yeah, SRAM was the unofficial SRAM TLD team. Um, but you were more hyped to come to Battle Soul then, and also there's a lot more dirt back then. Yeah, and that's where I think they're just kind of going wrong a little bit. Is uh, they're putting the track? Do I just keep running the same track when they could just move it? You know, like they, they could make a sick loma in the B zone. Mm. And just go in and out of it, but they've um, kind of done that a little bit this year. Yeah. Not quite. Oh, we're getting sucked into that negative vortex. That's what I mean. This is a positive episode, Eduardo. <laughs> this is a positive episode. They've done. They've done well. They've done. Yeah. Well. No, it's only positivity. But I can see our special guest has we arrived at the perfect time to inject a bucket oh, of oh. positivity. We have we have special guests. Yay! Matt Walker. Welcome to the show. Welcome yeah. to the show. <laughs> Jump, jump on, jump on. Perfect it. timing. We were just, we're running out we were just getting sucked into a vortex of negativity. That doesn't happen in a mountain bike race. <laughs> so, Matt Walker, welcome to the show. Toad in, here with Eddie Masters. Mm. Hey guys, glad to be here. You, you sound like you've just done a, a stage. Quick effort, yeah, just because I, I realised I was running late. So there's no rest for the wicked. But, this is what it is. We're here. We're here, we're doing it. So, <laughs> is this how you felt after you won Valde Faster? Worse than this. Worse than this? Well, we need to congratulate everyone, well, from the viewers and us on the um, big win last weekend. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> cheers. How does it feel? I'm how do you I'm, feel? I'm still tired now, this is like half a week later. <laughs> still recovering, so, you yeah, know, resting here at Valde Sol. True. Resting for the downhill. Yeah, the exactly. downhill's a rest week. And yeah. maybe the forecross. Yeah, why not? Just. Wearing a few hats this week, so. Jack of all trades. Yeah, we have a crack. Because we were going to say you were going to qualify at Leo Gang <laughs> until an incident happened that Wano <laughs> caught on camera. Decided not to almost. Yeah. Was that like a tactical thing or was that just. Um, a little bit. No, I was just having heaps of fun that day anyway. And then I kind of had a bit of a brain fart and realised, or didn't like, kind of forgot that. It was qualifying and they probably should be taking it a bit more seriously, but... <laughs> well, not skidding and stopping and waving. Yeah, well, I, just <laughs> <gonna> be, <laughs> I got a bit loose on the section before, so then I was like, ah. Oh. At the claim it. Yeah, mm. laughing with the, like, because there's heaps of people there cheering me on. So and that's like, all you can laugh. do in a mud race. Yeah, just exactly. go with the flow and uh, have a laugh, Yeah. You know? My main problem was like after that I kind of just like switched off and like rode to the bottom. Mm. Didn't really attack at all. I was just like, well, my run's done anyway. Like I'm just having a bit of fun and don't want to risk it. But and then I come across the line and then I was like, man, I probably should have actually pedaled a bit more. What like, did you tried. come across the line? Like, you... 56. So I was like, just then. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I know it's going to be tight. So, but it's what it is. Still had a good time. I was going to say, having fun. That's all it really matters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'd done the enjoy the day before. So my work was essentially done for the weekend anyway. How many um, practice runs did you get prior to quality? I reckon I did four. Yeah, which is a, that's a pretty solid effort to be able to fit in four. 
Yeah, I just like lapped out. Mm. I had to make two changes to the bike while I was like trying to juggle all that too. And like talk us through, so you, you finished the enduro on Thursday? Yeah. Mm. And then practice. Qualifying and practice was on the Friday. So you just practiced on that first day on Friday? Yeah. Or second day? Yeah. And then went straight into quality? Yeah. True. <laughs> and then like, I don't know, I was just having a bit of fun with it and then Kind of wanted to keep the pressure light, so I was trying to tell my, mecha my mechanic not to even bother coming up the hill. Just so I like, felt like just it. Just the club race. Because I didn't want it to feel like a World Cup. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Like sometimes you're just like, well, I'm having a fun day. Why ruin it by like making it serious. putting too much pressure in? Yeah, making it serious. So I was just like, nah, I just want to have a bit of fun with it. So just kind of messed around at the top of the hill. Talked a bit of shit and had a bit of a laugh. <laughs> it was pretty funny going to the top of the hill when everyone's crammed in that little... <laughs> yeah, it was miserable out there for yeah. a while. Eh? It was like sideways rain, freezing cold. <laughs> wasn't it? Missing enduro. Yeah. Mm. I was glad that happened on the downhill day, not the enduro day. I was going to say, how was the enduro as well? Because you guys said before, there wasn't much of a crowd because it was run on the, during the week on like the Tuesday. We're trying to be positive, but there was mm. also something yeah. so we've got to be realistic about here. Yeah. Being real, realistic, like, I don't know, a bunch of the, you have a long day out there on the bikes and with the enduro. Um, we talk a whole lot sort of thing. Um, and it kind of felt like we we're almost like the ugly cousin of the at the wedding almost like being told to like oh go away like for a bit and then come back later on at night because yeah we're away for the whole day and then come back and our race run was at mine was like quarter past eight at night or something so you're like okay like yeah like what was i'd love to know why it needed to be so late or even why did it need to be on a thursday if we yeah. were not even at the venue really all day like we could have that run on saturday and then come down after qualifying had fans had mm. A bit more interaction had, I don't know, part of it. But that's what you were saying, yeah, come down after qualifying, everyone's there, you guys are kind of separate, yeah. you mm. get fans, you get people watching, you get, like, eyes on yeah. you. Yeah, it's literally ESO sport. I would have thought they'd want to build it up by doing stuff like this, not almost trying to snuff it out by putting it... Yeah, everyone, everyone felt a little bit let down, I think, from Leo Gang. Yeah. Like, uh, every thing you kind of thought might come from doing a double header and adding it to the downhill and stuff triple header <laughs> or triple header or whatever yeah. it like went completely the opposite and i don't think um the riders were very impressed with the stages no because like, i didn't ride yeah. so uh just from what i'd seen and heard and with it being a pro only um enduro like, you don't need to tape out bike park jumps. No. Like, they are public bike park jumps. They're not, like, super technical yeah, features. For, for those who don't know, yeah, basically, we'd have some of the tracks that were in the bike park. You'd have some of the features in, some of them, you'd get up to it, and then they just dog leg you off the track, around it in the grass, and then back onto the track. And it's a so bit like, like... a safety thing, or...? But it's not, like... It's not safe. What they taped out is so much less dangerous than stuff they leave in. Yeah. So like, I, I don't see it as a safety thing. Sure, maybe they're trying to mix it up, but that doesn't make mm. for a good track and doesn't make for good racing. It's a track for a reason kind of thing. Mm. And like, I guess when you can't practice a track, you almost need like some sort of predictability with it, not mm. just being like, okay, the track flows like this, then all of a sudden it turns off, and like that mm. gets dangerous because you're not like you can't predict where they're going to turn it off or how it's going to go or like what they've turned you on to. You want to make sense. Mm. Yeah, doesn't make sense. it doesn't make sense. You don't. You can't find mm. any flow. It's just like... Just yep. Yeah, you work. can't put a 90 degree corner over a blind crest because... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like you shouldn't do that to jumps as well. Yeah. Is this a new theme or is this something that's been happening for a while? Uh, no, no, it's just... Yeah, a, that one seemed... Just, I think it was just a, Leo Gang. Yeah, yeah, that one seemed a bit... Is that the first enduro they've had? In Leo Gang? Yeah. I'd say so. Like we had to write like 
for our first stage we had to we had a three-hour liaison to another bike park to ride some other tracks because I guess they don't have enough trails in the area or something. So it felt like it was very pieced together. To three-hour like, liaison. This is why you finished at eight o'clock. Yeah, but like, <laughs> what I don't understand is like, enjoy used to be about going to these cool places, riding cool tracks. Mm. If a venue doesn't have the facilities for an enduro, why are we there? Mm. It's, there's only one person benefiting from that almost. And it seems to be not the riders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you getting rant over? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, positivity. We're going, yeah, we're yeah, going, yeah. We're going to Valdefasa yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. But that's like, that was one thing, like, even with racing down, like, I went to Valdefasa a couple of years ago and mm. it was like just to go to somewhere new. Different, yeah. And different. And that's such obviously a thing with enduro that I've seen is like you guys go to a lot of different places that yeah. are really cool. I guess like there, it should be a world series but I guess there is only so many venues that are willing to put their hand up and do it but we do get a lot more variety mm. I guess which is mm. a good thing. But I've heard is the price to hold events increasing as well? I don't know. We, wouldn't, we wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so we, don't really, we don't actually know. It's all speculation. Yeah, it's speculation. Yeah. It, it points to yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just heard that some are pulling out for these reasons, and this is yeah. just name like yeah, yeah, or like there's so many mouth. places, so many amazing places to ride mm. that would love to hold it, but financially can't because the like the burden of being like, hey, we we're holding a World Series event mm. is massive before they even start like shove like moving anything or starting anything. Just that initial cost to be a World Enduro or yeah. Enduro EDR, whatever it is now, is so massive that it just like turns people away. Yeah. I always thought it would be cool if you could add like Enduro World Cup status to an, to events that are already happening that are big. Mm. So, yeah. you know, wherever like, and, like if there's races in America and stuff, then you like bring, you're like, sweet, would you like to like become a World Series stop? Uh, you just need to open up a hundred spots. Yeah. And then obviously there's less riders, but it also means all of these events around the world that are already happening, you elevate their event by bringing a mm. hundred of the best riders to their, to their event that's going on. Mm. Um, so it's like you're working with events that are already happening, yeah, the one rather like, than making them standalone. The one I like for you, that idea of yours is how you're saying it would be sick to make the mega avalanche <laughs> around the EW, like the EWS. So basically like the top 100 compete in the mega so it's head-to-head -head racing for EWS sort of stuff, mm. but it's like, say... It's a subcategory. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're like part of the EWS series, you get points from that race. So like everyone's you forced to people race. to go do it. Yeah, because yeah. like Enduro is about the variety and it's about different formats mm. and different things. It's just about riding your bike. So it should be not like a cookie cutter format. Of, well, like last weekend you, run, you won the longest stage and the shortest stage. Mm. And it's the person who won the race obviously is the best at riding all these different types of like terrain and like mm. um but yeah <laughs> ideas yeah. have you done yeah, yeah. have you done the mega no i'd love to have you done the mega yeah it's yeah. mental <laughs> talk us through it <laughs> it's <laughs> terrifying i just like the euro party yeah, beats to then just yeah. like death sirens mm. before you go it is terrifying i reckon it like those videos you see of people on the place here doing 100 k's now and just like t-boning each other just Mm. Kind of scares me off it a bit, but at the same time, you want to be a part of that. Yeah. Do you kind uh, of not want to have a good start though? Because I feel like starting further back and making your way through people would be would way be more. It'd be way more entertaining than if you got to the front and then you just got to yeah, hold yeah. and maintain like that. Like an hour of just. Then you just run by yourself. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I reckon that's the strategy you want in all mass starts. I just wait. I just wait at the back, <laughs> let them pile up, yeah. and then you just come and just yeah, we mm, put a GoPro it. on. You get some views from in that. In Queensland, we used to have a bit of an underground like mass start mm. thing going on where... Did yeah. we do that when you got to like, pick up grass and put in your helmet? Was that that thing? Yeah, yeah. So they always have like... Random challenges. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And yes, yeah, you just want to like cruise at the back and yeah, then just... win that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just start picking people off and it's so much fun. Yeah. Big fan. Mm. So, Enduro's got to go to, <laughs> to the Mega. To the Mega, yeah. that's another one. How do we fix downhill? That's the next one. Well, downhill's not broken. No. Not broken. How do we fix it? Positive, positive. Yeah, positive. Yeah, so polish it mm. How do we polish it aspects? up? How do we polish it up? I'd say less racing, in a way. Semi finals. This is the thing, no, everyone that has seen that I put up talk about semi finals, no one's into it. Nah. No one seems to be that into it. As, mm. as, as a fan, I think it just dilutes it too much and you're like if you want to watch the whole day it's six hours of racing and mm. i'm like i'm sorry don't even if you're the biggest mountain bike fan six hours is too much to just yeah. be sat in front of the tv yeah do you think you could do just the finals but show more runs and more in-depth stuff mm, yeah but even then the original coverage was mint I, with I top 30. yeah i reckon the um 30 is is it's a good, good number mm. um they have the stats to but show that most people tune in from like 15, you know, to also the, to like the end bit. Yeah, but even mm. the top 30, like the, <clears throat> top, the first 15 guys, you don't really see that much of their mm. runs. So no. I'm saying like give, show their full run. Yeah. So you can build more of a picture with that. But there's so many people that are in that 30 to 15 bracket sometimes that, I don't know, that's their stepping stones to being 15 to 10, mm. then 10 to top five sort of thing. I mean, but, Andy Cole's been nine years in elite. And he was like, he's gone like that. Yeah, but that's mainly due with the mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, since that thing got grown, there's yeah. bits of power come from that. Mm. Like any other reasons, like you can really come to mind. I just, yeah. I didn't that think of that, but yeah. it does make it checks out <laughs> yeah. on all levels. Yeah. yeah, he cleans the track with his mustache. Cleans everything. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave it your mum. So less racing, we're saying. Mm. Um. It's hard, like... Uh, more fireworks at the finish line. Yeah, supercross. Like supercross. <laughs> yeah. We've got the big arches now. No, it's not an arch, it's two poles. Or two yeah. poles, two totems. poles. To make, yeah, That's to make racing better, they need to bring back the top arch. <laughs> like... <laughs> We've got some more special guests. <laughs> yeah, so... What do you guys reckon? <laughs> fireworks, arches, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. less Fire, racing. Pyrotechnics. More cover, like coverage at the top of the track. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, bit of, we, like, I hate that we always fall back to negative, but there's always something that just rears its ugly it head. It did make me laugh um, watching the screen at Leo Gang, and it, there was still a few like live cuts to the uh, team manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they, they, cut it, they cut it down. Yeah. They definitely cut I it down. I thought it was heaps in Leo Gang. I didn't see the one before. Oh, dude, the one in... in so it's just like missing in someone's whole run because the manager's still there. Jordan's like, winning run, when he drops in the steep mm. shoot, in the middle of Lenzer Hyde, it's just literally the Ron's head. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, but they did, they did get better, but still, yeah. just cut it completely. Yeah, get rid of that. Like, if anything, it's, I don't know, kind of making the rider more of an object and the manager, the personality, yeah. if, by doing stuff mm. like that sort of thing. So it's like- Which almost, is kind of like what they do in F1, because mm. they have the, what do they call them? The like team. Boss, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the team boss, yeah, and and drive to survive. They're all like superstars from that. 
But right, knowing most of the team managers in the paddock at mountain bike events, they're not really superstars. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some of them think they are. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a thing I think as well that you know when you watch something like the UFC or even like motocross and all that, they build stories around athletes more. Yeah, or less. yeah. You yeah, got exactly. to make your stars. So there's no. Yeah, yeah exactly. And we you don't you have lose stars. like a personality of like a rider. They become just a rider, not a person. Yeah. Like I don't know. I saw that happening with, well, back to being negative, with the enduro <laughs> coverage a few years ago. It used to be like, so you get to the bottom of the stage, they'd shove a camera in your face and interview you. Yeah. So mm. you got your like raw, honest reaction. Mm. As soon as that dropped away, like you look, watch the recaps. Yeah, it's cool recaps, but you lose that personal connection with like the yeah. rider. And I feel like, I don't know, we are people. We're not just bike riders. We're not just like mm. robots piloting a bike down a hill. Mm. So like bring back some personality, I guess. Yeah. And when you're like super smashed after a physical stage, you're getting an honest reaction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no time to like process, am I like being super professional here and whatnot? You're mm. just like, that was fucking horrible. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was stage three for you? Because we're saying Eddie's lost his voice, he wasn't even racing. Yeah, so it's, it's, man, it's just like a suffer fest, but like, I don't know. My approach was just like, make it as short as possible, so just give it mm. as much as you can. You're saying that's the most nervous you've been for a stage? Yeah, yeah, because like, I don't know, normally you come to a, a mountain bike race, like a downhill, and you're like, you know what the track is, you know how, what to expect, you can do a full run. On that, you don't know how you're going to react or how mm. deep you're going to go or how terrible you're going to feel until and you're doing it. And some days you've got it and some days you don't, in yeah. terms of like going and doing a full-on max effort. Yeah, exactly. Charlie said, you know, uh, two years ago, Charlie won that stage, and he said, "Like, oh, today I just didn't have it." Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean you like don't have it. Yeah, he just didn't have it for that day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's sometimes it's a bit of you know, throwing almost. the dart yeah, on the yeah. board and like whether it hits and whether it not it doesn't. Yeah. I'm gonna say the feeling because I compare that to you know when you get to the deer gate at Fort William. Yeah. And you know at that point whether you're gonna have a good run or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it's, if you, exactly. You're still holding on attacking, you're like, oh, we're good. If yeah, you're like, yeah. exactly. I need to sit down. And for like no given reason, some days you're there and other mm. days you're not. Mm. And when you feel like you've ridden exactly the same. Mm. It's just it's one of those thing. anomalies that like, but doesn't felt, make sense. But it felt good. It yeah. Felt like you were like. Yeah, yeah. Things were just working. And like I said, well, like he said, it's just like some days you have it, some days you don't. I guess mm. I just got lucky with it being an on day for me. Mm. Did you put a fair gap into second? Hey? Yeah, not a bad one. And just sort of pulled around Good the Good flex group. too, winning the last stage with a gap as well. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. like you didn't need to win the last stage. That is so a, that's a good mic drop. Like. I remember, I think that's a, yeah, that's a flex. I mm. remember there was a motocross, I think Dungey was leading the overall and he needed to get like a top 20 to win. And he was in second and then he just fought and, and won. Yeah. And that's like, I don't even have to do this. Yeah. But the weird yeah. thing with on the weekend was, I don't know, it was just one of that. I guess I just went into a different state of mind almost in a weird way because, like, I knew I didn't need to do good. I was like, okay, what I thought I was doing at the time was enough for, like, was safe. a top 10 safe run. Mm. And then it wins it. You're like, I don't know, it just felt like I knew exactly what I needed to do and I was just doing it mm. rather than it being forced. And then for some reason it worked. So. Did it get easier? Flow Did it get easier as the day went on because you kind of like, yeah, like you're getting like this like second wind of just like oh this this is like things are clicking, things are coming together. It's like a a weird scenario because normally the day gets harder and you're struggling, but 
I don't know. It's getting better. It's hard to mm. put. You're just kicking, ticking them off. Yeah. One by one, but it's just getting easier. Yeah, yeah, and it just like things work. It's just mm. weird. How is it feeling? Because the last stage has the big ridge line that you ride down. No, that was second to last stage. That was stage. second to last yeah, stage. Yeah. And then we start finished on like this short little jank run. Oh, so they, they, they changed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they changed it. But that ridgeline one, yeah. how was that when you're obviously in that feeling? You're on this ridge in like the middle of yeah. these mountains. You're just like, oh, this is, was, this is the moment. Yeah, exactly. Like I knew that was going to be like a pretty pivotal stage because it was like the biggest one out. Mm. And um, I don't know. That's just where it started all slipping into place. And like mm. you can't not be stoked when you're riding something like that. So I was just like, well, let's give it heaps and see how we go. And then about halfway down, I'd started catching glimpses of Jack Moya. And so, like, which, was, which must be a, quite a motivating thing. Yeah, exactly. You, Jack is no slouch, and like, he's won that stage before. Yeah, yeah, and then it just like dangles this carrot, so you just go deeper and harder than you thought you possibly could. Just, so, I'm just trying to think of the two mindsets of you seeing him, and then his mindset of you hearing him. Yeah, yeah and like, both are like motivating in their yeah, own way. Yeah. He said he started hearing the whistles, and he just started going ham. And I actually looked at the um, because I got split times on the stages. Yeah, and so Jack had like a few average, like the two top splits were pretty average, but mm. then. The last split for him, he was like second fastest, so he must have been kind of just like <laughs> little right, fly under his arm. Yeah, yeah. the dog was chasing him because yeah. he's sick at the moment. Hey, he yeah, yeah, he's goal, yeah, having a bit of a rough. He's time. had a super bad luck with the with he like every time I talk to him, he's it's not been so well. Yeah, it's just, mm. just mad colds and stuff, mm. and there's been a bit of that going around. Mm. But well, at least he gave his motivation. He's yeah. had a, he's had a rough go at it. Yeah. Which, which kind of like... Well, it comes back to as well. You say like you can have it and then... It yeah, just, yeah. And it's mm. for no reason. It's not mm. like you're like going and putting yourself in a room with people who are sick and being like, oh, get me sick. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... It's, it's just luck of the draw, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I think for him it must be tough because um, there must be a little bit of added pressure because he's just like put together this new program. And mm. uh, like I'm sure that's stoked because like Jack... Jack's probably like the biggest influence on all things enduro just because of his like the content he puts out. Because mm -hmm. if people can't watch it live, where do you go to get anything on enduro? You go Jack, you go Moy Moy TV. Well, it's crazy to think, even like I find it funny, even with like this or like BK's vlogs or stuff like that, you see all the comments and people are like between like you, Win, BK, even this stuff, Jack, it's like they get more information about what's happening. Mm than the, the people than the actual event the actual event events. and that's what we're saying like, like you need to build stories around people like why yeah. isn't this happening like why like obviously this is good for us because it promotes us and whatever we're doing but like this should be something that they're doing as well and yeah. i know they do 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 it but mm. not to i don't think the level that they could no. and you you just like you need to be able to have access to the writers because mm. if you if you know it, the way I talk to someone who knocks on my door and I've never met them before is completely different to when wax rolls into the kitchen and you know, like, you know, yeah. they have like a different dynamic. Mm. So I think there's a bit of uh, like tactic on who they get to do stuff like that. Yeah, you, you can't just get someone new out. and just keep rolling them out. Like you've mm. got to let someone like build up a relationship with the writers and then you get the actual who they are yeah who they are because that's what people want they just crave to know someone's personality and stuff yeah. they could they, yeah they want to be like feel close to a person and mm. like actually be mm. the writers be people not just yeah. writers well that's what kind of shocked me about when you see Jack's vlogs and BK's vlogs and I guess I watch them and I'm not that interested because I know them yeah. so well but to someone else who doesn't know them that's their way of like 
and you guys as well because you're obviously in them they're like they feel part of that yeah it's crazy like you could see it when bernie's vlogs were like growing oh, it's just like the change in like the dynamics of fans to bernie yeah it went from like people being fans like of bernie to people feeling like they know bernie yeah, it's yeah. like fans it's like, to friends yeah, yeah. yeah. like one-sided at times i guess <laughs> like, yeah. but like yeah it's just like it changes mm. the dynamic because these people get a whole new insight into yeah. to you as a person or like bk or mm. whoever's doing the vlog and yeah it creates like a i don't know it's a new good, layer it's it's kind of it's funny as well because they know you so well yeah and they come in like the your friend and they know yeah. shit that you've forgotten about and yeah, you're yeah. just like oh fuck you do know me so like yeah it's a weird they, they've literally been watching you for years probably mm. yeah and like seeing your day-to-day life for like years does it, do you find it weird? Because obviously you put out a heap of stuff on the internet about who you are and what you do. But then when people come up to you and they're like, they know it, it almost seems weird, kind mm. of. Does it almost like take a second? To, um, yeah. Not weird, but like, it's like, oh shit, you did watch that or you do know that or you do listen to this. But before I started racing, I was such like a nerd as well. And I would like watch all, everything. You knew everything, yeah. So, uh, just kind of like you can see, because <laughs> I would read Every, like dirt magazine front to back like always on pink bike always like uh just like nerding out so i can definitely see can relate <laughs> yeah yeah you can kind of relate yeah. um and now like when you're involved in the scene you're like don't, not doing it as <laughs> not as going much, as yeah. deep but then i just find myself doing it in other sports that i follow mm-hmm. <laughs> just translate to something yeah else. yeah yeah you just so um, fan. Are you a super fan in another sport? Nah, but I just like go and watch heaps of like surf vlogs and stuff like that, even though... In my opinion, I don't think you should be a super fan of anything. I think you should be yeah. a fan is good. Yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah. There's yeah. a line that can be crossed. Yeah. yeah. Comes unhealthy. Yeah. Mm. yeah right. I would never go and ask someone for a photo because I'm like, nah. <laughs> but like, I really enjoy watching what they do. There's someone to come and ask you for a photo, you're all for it. Yeah, I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we wrap this up because you've got to get up the hill and watch the juniors come down. Yeah, man, they actually start in two minutes. That's all right. You don't. The first runs are not bad. No, should we? I don't know if we should touch on this, but uh, younger marshals, or should we just skip over that? Nah. How, long, how long we got? Half an hour. Let's skip over that. We'll go through uh, predictions for the weekend. Okay. You, you do top three, top five, whatever you want. We're gonna do the top five. Jackson. Yeah. Or is it in order? Five, four, three, two. Yeah, I'll go yeah. like no, no, I'll so go one, two. I'll go one, two. Yeah, Jackson. Greg. Just like can't he's angry. Out. He's angry. Well, no, nah, they're like opposites. You know, one's like ancient and one's he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Talk about Jackson like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Jackson's his career's been since he was on a Strider, so he's probably had the same same length yeah, career yeah, as yeah. Greg. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Pretty similar, really. Uh, yeah, Jackson, Greg, Jordan, Laurie. Nah. <laughs> Jackson, Greg, Finn, Jordan, Laurie. Ooh, and, the women, and the women? Um, Valerie, Cammy. Is Eleonora racing? Nah, no, she's out. Nah. Out. Um, Hometown. Yeah. Maybe like Gracie Hemstreet. Someone, yeah. someone, a little bit of a wild card. Yeah, yeah. Wild card. I'll do three. Okay. Yeah. Okay, my top five for the men would be. I'm gonna call Finn for the win. I like um, it. Rhymes. Yeah. 
BK is going to get an unfortunate second place by not much. Point <laughs> two, I think. Oh yeah, wild card, Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible, terrible employee. <laughs> um, so we're going. Fern, no, I knew you were going to do that. Fernie, like... Lorik, Jackson. All right. And oh, the women. The women, yeah. Um, <coughs> Cammy, Valley. Is Marine Caribou? Yeah, she's she's yeah, in. She'll, she'll <laughs> she's, she's in there. She's yeah. in there. Right. All right, Laurie. For the win. For the win. Yeah, nice. Benoit. I was with PC. Yeah, Benoit, yeah, yeah. Legend. Finn. <coughs> Strong. <laughs> I reckon Troy. Troy's good. Ah, uh, consistent. Consistent. <laughs> Safe choices. And what's number five gonna be? Between Jordan or Jackson. Oh, young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go Jordan. Okay. We'll go Jordan. Uh, and then for the women, I think Valley's on a tear at the moment. Young. Cammy. <laughs> and... Determined. Nina. Ooh. Yeah. German. German. <laughs> <laughs> um, any signing off messages before we go? Uh, Positive ones only. Positive. Positive okay, ones. we got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. See you next time. Peace, guys. Ready. Uh.